Thanks to Superside for making this story possible. They're one of the South's largest producers of turfgrass side and seed, including Tiftuff Bermuda, Leisure Time, and Xenosoyges. But they can also help you grow your best ever crop of tomatoes using their OMRI-listed soil cube. It's pure humus compost in their signature big yellow bag. Stop by either of their convenient triangle locations at the Raleigh Farmer's Market or at 1900 North Carolina Highway 55 in Cary and let the SuperSod experts help your lawn and garden thrive. Now, I've been using their compost. It comes in smaller bags, too, and I can see the difference it's making in my beds. My plants are thriving, and my soil retains moisture better, so I don't have to water so often. You can find out more about them online at supersod.com. Tomatoes are wonderful. Um, there's so many different aspects to them. They're just these massive plants that produce these, you know, wonderful heavy fruit. Mmm, that's the tomato I remember from my childhood. A few plants would morph into these big green bushes, pumping up more tomatoes than we could use. And bags of ripe tomatoes would go with my dad to work, and I was sent to the neighbors with sacks in hand. And they'd send me home with their excess of their own. A bounty of vegetables flowed up and down our street throughout the whole summer. But here, I struggled to produce that perfect tomato. It seems to exist only in my dreams. Right plant, right place. Now that's the gardener's mantra. But when it comes to growing tomatoes, our area just isn't the right place. Heavy clay soils, pests, pathogens, heat, humidity, it all kills the enthusiasm of many a would-be tomato grower. This year, I vowed to do things differently. You see, my garden's really small, and I have neither the room nor the time to plant lots of varieties of tomatoes searching for that perfect one. So I'm experimenting with different growing techniques, and I've been talking to people who make their living growing plants, and I realized if I change some of the assumptions about how to grow tomatoes, well, this might be the right place after all. Uh, my name is Matt Spitzer, and we are here in the tomato greenhouse at Endless Sun Farms. So you are growing tomatoes a little differently. It's not like the tomatoes in my backyard. Tell me about how you grow them here. Yeah, so we, we grow them hydroponically. Um, really what that means is it, it's without soil. Um, so we grow it in a, a peat cube, which is sitting in perlite, which is that little white stuff that you'll see in your soil mixes. Um, and it just allows water to flow through very quickly. Water doesn't sit, and so we... Um, you know, try to avoid water sitting in the bottom of these uh, pots, if you will. We provide water to the plants 12 times a day, um, exactly kind of what they need and how much they need. And, and that way we're really able to kind of dial in, you know, how fast we want the tomatoes to grow and uh, dial in their needs, you know, based on how hot it is outside, how much light they're getting. And, uh, you know, it's without soil. Um, and so we, you know, these vines, they get... They can get 25, 50 feet, depending on how old they are and, and uh, how healthy you can keep them. How do you support a 25 or 50 foot long tomato vine? How do you do that? So we have these uh, heavy duty, heavy gauge cables uh, that are attached to the kind of ceiling of our greenhouse. Those cables uh, support these vines uh, using these uh, roller hook assemblies, and that's just a rope uh, wound around a wheel, uh, the vines grow up these lines, and then as soon as they reach the top towards the cable, we will lower them down and lean them over. And so you end up um, with 
these long, uh, if you can imagine the vine coming out of the pot and then it immediately turns to the left and it runs vertical until the last six feet of the vine and that, that portion is horizontal. Um, so we maintain about six uh, feet of the tip of the vine and the rest uh, we, we pick off all the leaves and it's, uh, it's just straight vine. How come you're picking up all the leaves? When you have so many leaves on a, a huge vine like that, it really uh, sucks up all the nutrients, and um, th those leaves actually end up just kind of turning yellow, and uh, once they turn yellow, you really just need to cut them off. Um, it increases the risk of disease and pests. So those leaves aren't being used for, for photosynthesizing? Or is it just on the very six, that end, six-foot end of the Exactly, yes. Yeah. So it's just that tip, the, just, the, just the six feet. Um, it's about 10 to 12 leaves that we maintain on the vine. That, that varies throughout the year, but um, all the plant needs um, through photosynthesis has gotten through those uh, 10 to 12 leaves. And is that where the production occurs this, uh, the, uh, the fruit setting on just that very end of the vine? Yeah, so, you know, the fruit, as we harvest, that kind of follows the, the leaves that we cut off. So as those leaves are getting yellow, we're kind of harvesting that fruit as well. So, you know, you may have five or six clusters of tomatoes that are yet to be ripe. Well, those ripe tomatoes are right at the bottom um, of that six feet. And so when we harvest it, it lines up nicely where when we lower, those tomatoes are, are ripe by then. And so, you know, we only... We only have tomatoes kind of on that vertical portion of the vine. So this sounds pretty complicated. How come you just don't grow them in the field like everybody else? Like I have them in my backyard. Why don't you do it that way? Well, um, we, you know, we really focus on growing them in the off season. Um, and tomatoes really don't like it when it gets below 60 degrees. Um, so in the off season, we've, we've got to keep the greenhouse warm. That's the major consideration. Um, you know, it is a benefit in the summertime as well, having a structure over tomatoes, it prevents kind of water from splashing on the fruit and the plants, and which prevents, uh, helps prevent disease and uh, from spreading. But, you know, our ability to control the environment um, is directly related to the quality and consistency of our fruit set. Uh, and, um, and that really, it really shows when your tomatoes are sitting on a grocery shelf and they they need they really need to look uh, pristine. Using this approach, how much how many tomatoes can you get off a plant? How many are you harvesting at a time? So it, it varies a little bit based on how much light you can get and how warm it is. You know, the warmer it is and the more light you have, you'll get a little bit more per vine. Um, you know, we kind of go off of a metric that is about pounds per vine per week. Um, so you, an average is about one pound per vine per week. Matt's plants are gorgeous. You can find pictures of them on our website, trianglegardener.com. Did you catch him saying that they grow about a pound of tomatoes per vine each week? Well, I can't grow tomatoes hydroponically indoors, but I can take some of the lessons from Matt's approach and translate them into my garden. First, I've moved my plants to a protected area of my garden where I can better control the temperature. It's working out so far. They're blooming and they're starting to set fruit. But this meant I had to move my plants into containers this year. Years ago, I tried growing tomatoes in containers, and it was a mess. They fell over, they dried out quickly, and it was hard to support the vines. So I said, never again. So I decided to go looking for a better container. And that's when I called Dan. My name is Dan Jacobs, 
and I'm a divisional merchandise manager for Gardner Supply Company. We're located in Burlington, Vermont. Dan works with gardeners from across the country, and when he told me about developing a container that was having great success with gardeners from Arizona to Minnesota and down here in the South, well, I started listening to a story about their new Revolution Garden Container. It's really unique. The, the clabber design allows for the under edge to actually be carved out so that air can get through. And then that plastic vessel is lined with a grow bag, and so it allows for air pruning. And air pruning essentially draws the roots outward rather than straight down, and then oftentimes, you know, they get root-bound and start circling around the bottom of the container. So it creates a much more vigorous and healthy root system for the plant, which ultimately leads to a healthier and more productive plant. The combination of the plastic and the uh, grow bag and the air access to that, the ventilation, really creates a great root productive environment. Now, I've, I've grown things in grow bags before and been very frustrated because they dry out so quickly. Here in the South, we have really hot summers. But you, you maybe have tackled that problem in a little different way. Tell me about that. One of the other sort of areas of big innovation in this planter is the self-watering system. There's a big reservoir at the bottom of the container. So it's a self-watering system, and you fill that with water. And then, of course, depending on how big your plant is and how hot it is out there, it's going to draw that water up at a different rate. But it really can help you cut down on watering, but also provide steady access to water for the plant. In addition to that reservoir for sort of traditional self-watering, we've added a wicking system into it. So there's a little piece of somewhat similar to grow bag material that's integrated into the reservoir and wicks the water up to the roots to the bottom of the, the planter itself. So there's two self-watering mechanisms in there, along with the air pruning, just creates a great, um, and with the, the capacity of the soil that's in that container, just creates a great root system for tomatoes and other plants. I just had to give this thing a try. This season, I'm following Matt's practice of laying the vines sideways and removing the leaves from the older part of the vines. Now, I'm grateful for the trellis that's integrated into the Revolution Garden container. It's incredibly sturdy, and it can be extended up to five feet tall. So now I'm winding my vines around the outer edge of the container, and that'll make harvesting easier. The water reservoir holds about five gallons, so I can leave it alone for a couple days. I put my tomatoes in a protected location so I can better control the temperature, but that's also meant they're more sheltered from the rain. The water reservoir, it provides consistent moisture so the plants don't dry out, and they're not being soaked during a downpour. So this should discourage their fruits from cracking. Protected location, more controlled temperatures, container growing, consistent moisture, and trellising horizontally instead of using vertical cages. I've modified this environment, and hopefully now I'll have the right plan and the right place to be able to grow that tomato of my dreams. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show, warrior guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find this and other episodes of our podcast on iTunes or on our website, trianglegardener.com. Thanks for listening.